0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello,
2: happy Tuesday, and of course, welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, with the hair. Yes, he over there, Andy, well, I'm over here, Andy Goldstein. And we start today's podcast with an exclusive. Ooh, get you! Yeah, get us. We have the Newcastle manager, Steve Bruce, chatting to White and Jordan with the Magpies, now mathematically safe in the Premier League. Brucey was asked about handling the criticism levelled at him this season and insisted some of the coverage has been unjust.
0: The vast majority have bumped into people in the streets, and let's be fair. It's all been different this year for lockdown, and we, nobody's been very far, but the vast majority I wish me the best of luck, to. take total notice of the rubbish. It is very, very difficult. There's certain journalists who have you've had on your show from yep. day one. Didn't want me to have the job, you know? I was never going to be good enough. Now, that's fair enough. That's his opinion. We all respect that, and no problem. But when it's now just built on the whole thing of, well, come on then, be a bit balanced. Look, if you're going to do this job, Simon, you all know that we're going to get criticised. You're the owner of a football club, manager, CEO, you're going to get criticised, of course. Part and parcel of it, and you have to accept it. For times I felt this had been a bit unjust.
3: The fact is, Steve Bruce is doing with limited resources pretty much, points-wise, what Rafa was doing. And Rafa did have some pretty awful performances as a Newcastle manager, or or maybe boring ones, let's put it that way, and rarely produced a performance like the one Newcastle produced against Leicester on Friday night.
0: You've come in for some fierce criticism this
4: season. When it really got hot under the collar, was there ever any temptation just to say, do you know what, you can keep this?
0: I thought myself at the time, the easy thing would be to say, oh, I don't like this, I'm not." enjoying this anymore I'm getting a bit of stick I'll just walk away that's never been me really you know me thought was well I'm going to batten down the hatches and make sure that I keep Newcastle in the division and, and that's all I focused on really I couldn't change anything else you know you're we are working tirelessly to get a result here or there the most important thing for me is the club you know and um, so there was never really any danger of me doing that because as I said I was embroiled in making sure that the club stayed in the division.
2: And on to Premier League action on the pitch, where Fulham sadly lost against Burnley, meaning Scott Parker's side are now relegated. This was the reaction on my show, Annie it Sports Bar, which you can hear Monday to Thursday from 10pm.
3: And after it finished here, Fulham nil, Burnley two. Fulham are relegated. Try
0: your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up.
2: The game tonight probably in broad terms and in an upshell probably sums up our season really. In between both boxes we've been very good. We've looked every bit of a good side and and worked our moments. What we've lacked at times is defensively some Not defended our box too well, and on the flip side of that is really scoring goals, and then then final moments of detail probably just let us down really, and that's probably the riding factor along with a lot of other things.
5: The best thing for him, and the best thing for Fulham, would be that he stays at Fulham and takes them up next season, or tries to take Mm. them up next season. He has taken a side down, although I have to say I've been impressed with their style of play, how brave they are. They don't play percentage football. They don't knock the ball long and try and squeeze up the pitch and yeah, play in the long. last third. They actually play a lovely brand of football. I think they've got some really talented players. He hasn't done his apprenticeship yet, and I think Scott will be the first person to admit. This is his second full season. He picked up on the back of the season before when they got relegated from the Premier League,
3: and he's still got a lot to prove. The referee, David Coote, has just blown the whistle. He's ended the game. Burnley have won the game. Burnley will stay in the Premier League.
5: This season's been my toughest one as a manager because, you know, we had a, a protracted sale of the club, which seemed to take forever very difficult investment wise with the old outgoing board and then the new one didn't really have time to invest to be fair to him it's you know it was middle of january when it finally sort of gets done and so that's been tough Um, a lot of challenges around that but the players deserve a lot of credit because you know seven games we had two points and we had injuries galore we've had injuries all season i've never known it since i've been here like it's been Um, maybe the game schedule and all the rest of it so the players deserve a huge amount of credit they always do because they give us a lot and they've given us a lot this season
2: Now, you might remember in the last episode of the podcast, there was serious talk of the All-England Champions League final being moved from Istanbul to Wembley, with Turkey currently on the government red list. However, on Pressbox, the Sun's Sean Custis reported that it might be moved to Portugal instead. Yeah, 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 because that makes loads of sense, doesn't it?
3: No, it doesn't! You say you're feeling a bit sorry for Istanbul, but I don't really see what the great gain is to Istanbul to host this champions league final in the current circumstances when they'll get it at another time when you'll probably have a full house so i don't know if they'll be particularly cut up about the fact they're not having this champions league final um but i i do well, think they don't they don't seem to be protesting very loudly no, do they because it, because you've got, you haven't got a full house it's not a, it's not a great benefit to Tur- uh, turkish tourism and i do think we are going to end up probably going to uh going to portugal unless UEFA, bend and right now they don't sound like they're going to bend. The the thing about Man City and Chelsea not kicking up a great fuss, pretty much they didn't feel they were in a position to kick up a great fuss, they're they're not in a strong position right now with UEFA and with people, with football (laughs) fans in Europe in general and uh, they thought this one, they'll just ride it out and see where it goes.
2: Now after Sergio Aguero's stupid, hilarious Penenka penalty at the weekend... We've been asking the question, to Penenka or not Penenka? I remember when I was a kid and I got called Uh? Penenka. Anyway, we're going to hear what Danny Murphy and Simon Sit on the Fence Jordan think. But first, let's dip into The Breakfast Show and listen to Jamie O'Hara and Ali McQuist with their thoughts on Penenka-gate. Doesn't even work.
5: Never try a Panenka. I think it's disrespectful. I think it's disres- how is it disrespectful? It is. How it's is that? Because you're disrespecting one. You're disrespecting the the, the goalkeeper. And I, and two, I Why? think it's disrespect because you're just trying to chip it. Like think it's like when you're trying to lob someone. It's just like it can kind of become when you're from twelve yards out. Just just smash the ball in the back of the net. Why are you Wait, trying I to dink it, it? Why are you trying to chip it for?
4: There's not, nothing in the rules
5: that say you can't... I'm not saying it's a rule that you can't do it. I'm just saying I think it's disrespectful. One, I think it's disrespectful to the keeper. But two, I think it's disrespectful to your teammates. Well, because but Jimmy, loads of them would love hear- to step up and take a penalty from 12 yards, have a free hit against the keeper, and you're turning up and just chipping it. He
6: steps up right-footed. Oh, and he chips the ball straight into the arms of... Edouard Mendy the most casual pathetic penalty you have ever seen
4: what if I'm a penalty taker right and I study the goalkeeper which I would be doing it's my job and what if he gets down early he's been down early his last seven penalties you
5: can still slot it down the middle of the goal if he goes down early then just and he dives early then just Pass it down the middle of the goal. Why you got to chip it? I don't see the reason for it. I don't understand it. If I was a player coming in at half time at Man City and I would be saying to him, what are you doing?
4: There's no grey area with it. If you score, it looks good. And if it doesn't, you look a complete empty. You must have got a buzz when Zidane dinked Buffon in the World Cup final. I mean... Not
5: really, no. I don't get a buzz. No, I get a buzz from, you know, someone burying one in the top right-hand corner from a penalty like the Derby player did the other day. I think it was Waghorn.
1: Waghorn left-footed, scores right into the roof of the net.
5: That's a proper penalty for your team. I don't get in, you know, when you're dinking it down, I just think, oh, you mug. I think it's self-indulgent. I never see one and think, oh, well done, that's clever, because you are ultimately giving yourself less opportunity to score, which is taken away from the team objective to win. Because if you hit a penalty slow, the keeper has more time to adapt. It's a very simple equation. And why are you doing it? You're doing it to make yourself look good. Someone like Aguero, Perlo, Zidane, you could argue they've got money in the bank and say, look, hold on, I'm in a position where I can and I will. Fine,
6: I take that. But you're still in the position then of letting down your teammates. If you want to talk about currency and juice and money in the bank, then of course Aguero's got all of that. But that's then and this is now. And people are judged by what they're doing at this particular moment in time.
2: Now, great-grandson of the fellow that invented the light bulb, Manchester United striker Edison Cavani has signed a one-year contract extension with the club. His new deal keeps him at Old Trafford until, well, another year. June 2022. So just how good is the Uruguayan? Well, I know, but let's ask Adrian and Goffey on drive.
4: Let me give you a stat that Manchester United, whenever Edison Cavani has started for them in the Premier League, they haven't lost. It, it's extraordinary. He came on a sub against Arsenal when they lost. He came on a sub against Sheffield United when they lost. They just don't lose when he starts games. 18 starts, Cavani. 15 goals, 4 assists.
3: And Edison Cavani with a double last week and a double again tonight.
4: When you think 18 starts, but he's made 35 appearances. The other one is, he didn't travel to Germany for the Leipzig Champions League game, which went horribly wrong because of what was described at the time as a minor niggle. Now you think, all right, defensively they were shocking that day, but... Could they have scored the goals needed if he had made that trip and played through the injury? It's the movement. It's the football brain. It makes him the player he is. That run yesterday... Oh, Yeah, listen, a good ball, but I'd expect anybody who was in a Manchester United shirt to put that ball into that area. He made the run nice and early. The burst of speed... Got onto it and then the header to finish. You can't buy that. Well, you can, and it's going to cost you over hundred. It's going to cost you over hundred million. Here's the thing. And they've got him on a free. Yeah. They got him on a free, and they've just given him a new one year contract. So, what do we think? You know, it feels a little bit odd to say it because I don't think anybody's really articulated this that Manchester United could be title contenders next season if they make the signings in the right positions. I'm Natalie Sawyer, and this is Talk Sport Daily.
2: Staying with United, the captain, Harry Maguire is a doubt for the Europa League final after rolling his ankle against Aston Villa. And it's even raised concerns about his availability for this summer's Euros. Adrian Durham said Maguire would be a huge loss for England. But trust me, he'll miss a couple of games. He'll be fit for the Europa League final and the Euros. Don't worry, everyone. Don't worry.
4: Harry Maguire is without doubt good enough for Manchester United. When he got the knock yesterday and went down and went off... I actually said out loud that's a disaster. If he's out of the Euros, it's a disaster for England. Harry Maguire's the real deal. You just need somebody with pace alongside. He wins the ball in the air. He blocks. He clears. He wins one-on-ones. He intercepts. He can pass the ball. You're thinking about something he can't do, which is run very fast. But there's loads of things he can do. And Man United need that in a the centre-half. They just need another quick
2: one. And don't forget, of course, we'll be taking calls tonight on my show, How the to go to Sports Bar from 10pm after Manchester United clash with Leicester. Now, how do you solve a problem like Tottenham Hotspur? Simple. You sell Harry Kane and rebuild the squad and appoint Brighton boss Graham Potter. Well, so says the former Spurs midfielder, Jamie O'Hara, and here's your proof.
5: Harry Kane has to leave because I'm sick of watching that poor man run around for this football side and get nothing back from him. In terms of the way we played, I'm just so over it. I'm just so over this season. You know, the whole scenario with Mourinho and the cup final. and It's so dull to watch. Before, and I spoke about it on here, I was thinking, you know, who do we go to from, from Jose Mourinho? We should be going for like an Antonio Conte or a Brendan Rodgers. But I think we need to be realistic. And genuinely, I've warmed to the idea. And the more I watch him, the more I like it. He's Graham Potter. Because hmm. I actually think he'd be good for the club. I think his philosophy is great. The way the, the the way they create chances, the way they want to play. I would love someone like that to come in and go. Right, give me. We're gonna have to sell Harry Kane because he's gonna go. Let's raise some money and let's build a new team and a new and a new squad because the fans and everyone around Tottenham has had enough of this group of players. Like they've had enough. <laughs>
2: Now, after Derby managed to avoid relegation from the Championship at the weekend, Jamie O'Hara said that he can't believe the players celebrated staying up. Limey, he's been spending too much time with Simon Jordan. Well, speaking of Simon, he was clear that he would not give Wayne Rooney the manager's job for any longer. Anyway, this is the Rams defender, Curtis Davies, who said the club needs stability. And once they get that, Wazza can show exactly what he can do
1: the full-time whistle Derby County have saved
6: themselves on final day with a 3-3 draw Whoever's going to take the club forward there's obviously a potential takeover going on at the moment The sooner that's done the better because it will settle everyone around the club We've already had obviously COVID which has hit uh, and near relegation that nearly cost people jobs I think people if the club's taken over, we could start looking at, at building the club forward. Wayne can start developing his squad that he wants and the players that he wants because, you know, Wayne came in for a lot of criticism towards the end of the season, but he was dealing with what he had. Whereas next season, you know, it's going to be his baby as such and he's going to be able to put his own stamp on it from, from day one and, and I think that's where we'll see what qualities he's got.
5: The half-time team talk was crucial from Wayne because when they came out in the second half they were out early I mean they were waiting for Wednesday an awful long time and I'm sure Wayne said look that was abject that wasn't good enough you keep performing like that in the second half we're going to be down in league one and obviously they responded they put on a much much better second half performance
6: With Wayne Rooney and the management team he's got there I, I'm a big fan of Shea Givens I like him as a bloke Liam Resignia is a very bright young coach and Wayne i no doubt will, will learn and earn the right to be a manager but to talk about clarity and to talk about off-pitch stuff. The clarity that we saw was that the team were very poor on the pitch, and the management that was produced gave 10 points from 16 games, and another side's failure is what kept you in the division. Another side getting six points deducted at the beginning of the season is what kept you in the division. And the idea that Wayne Rooney could and should be the manager for next year, if I'm the Derby owner, listen, I would urge them to sleep on it, and if I woke up in the morning and still thought it was a good idea, I'd probably urge myself to go back to bed.
5: I'll be and you're celebrating at the end of the season like you've won the league, it just looks embarrassing to me because they're a big club they've got a decent squad, they've got some decent players there and I remember playing at Pride Park, playing Derby, always a tough game, always played great football always had a decent side, the fans have always been great, you know, follow the club everywhere and you know, to see them where they were in the last out of season and by the way, the football they were playing was absolutely shocking Uh, they lost six on the bounce going into this game, so it's been a disaster really and they've been lucky to Stay out.
2: Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Thanks, as always, for listening on the TalkSport app, or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein, Sports by Monday to Thursday from 10 p.m. tonight with the fun boy at, uh, oh, yeah, 10 p.m., taking your calls after Man United play Leicester and, of course, Southampton take on Crystal Palace. Although, we probably won't take a lot of calls on that. Anyway, there will, of course, be another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, you know what's coming. Be safe, everyone. Be safe.
0: That was a podcast from TalkSport.